All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back, listeners, to the FS360 podcast. Financial Security 360 is what we're all about here at Mulcane Co. And welcome back to the podcast for 2024. This is uh, our first episode. A bit of a special episode today, guys, for you. Uh, we have Yvette Turlin um, as our finance, one of our finance brokers up in our Mildura office. Today, Yvette has been asked to be a guest on another podcast. So we're actually going to uh, cut away to that podcast today. Uh, the podcast is called How's the Market? How's the Market is a podcast uh, brought to you by Lucas Petter. And Lucas is the principal of Area Specialist Mildura. He's been working in the industry of real estate for over eight years, uh, working locally and in Melbourne. He has experience with rural, residential and commercial property. Uh, he is a buyer's advocate, so not a, not a selling agent, but a buyer's advocate, so working with buyers week to week. And he's got tips on buying homes and, uh, and what banks are looking for, that sort of thing, uh, in his conversation today with Yvette. Uh, welcome on, guys, to the first podcast for 2024, and over to Yvette and Lucas. I think the, the biggest question always is interest rates, what are they doing and what's the, what's the landscape looking like right now? And now, a few weeks ago, Macquarie Bank dropped some fixed interest rate. What does that all yeah, now look like mean? and mean? Yeah, look, it's really, really unique um, time in the market. I've never seen, been in this business for so many years, I'm not going to say how, how many, but um, I've never seen them peak the way that they've peaked over the last 12 months. So many rate rises in um, such a short amount of time. You mentioned Macquarie, it's really interesting. Commonwealth Bank have also dropped their fixed rates recently. So that's an indication that um, the market is coming back around to be a bit more stable. Um, When banks drop their fixed rates, it's a really good indicator. For example, if they drop their one year rates, that's where they, they believe the variable rates are going to be below those rates in 12 months time. So that's economists as well saying that um, if your fixed rate's at 6.5% for 12 months, they're thinking that your rates might be, variable rates might be sitting about half percent, three quarters of a percent below that um, in about 12 months time. So that's really good. We're not encouraging um, clients to lock away any longer than 12 months at the moment. And it's purely, if you want to go fixed, it's a budget decision, not so much a, um, an economical decision um, in that you want to go long-term fixed. Um, we're saying if your budget dictates that you can't absorb one more rate rise or maybe two more rate rises, but economists predicting maybe one um, over the next six months, then you would lock away. Besides that, variable all the way. Perfect. So just for us five-year-olds out there, and I'm saying myself included, (laughs) difference between a fixed rate and a variable rate. Okay, so um, variable fluctuates up and down, up and down, up and down, the term you loan. A fixed rate is a fixed term. You are locked in for that period of time. So be it a one-year fixed rate, a two, three, four, and five-year fixed rate, your repayments are locked away for that period of time. So your interest rates are locked, your repayments stay exactly the same. Um, you're also very limited with a fixed rate loan in that with some lenders you can only pay ten dollars to $20,000 extra off your loan and you cannot redraw it unless you're with a bank that um, allows you to redraw 
your um, extra repayments and there's only one or two in the marketplace that will allow you to do that. Um, fixed rates just don't have the same flexibility as a variable rate loan is and traditionally it's actually shown that over a 30-year loan period, you save more money being on a variable rate okay. than being on a fixed rate. Now, they've said there's a mortgage cliff coming up in these, well, I think it's August <laughs> was the supposed start of yeah. it to, to now rolling towards the end of the year. Yeah. What yeah. are we seeing? I am, um, we've got, not me personally, but we've got hundreds of thousands of people coming off fixed rates. Um, they're coming off 1.99, 2.09 um, fixed rates from two and three years ago. Their repayments are effectively going to uh, go up by two and a half times to three times. Yeah. So they really need to think about what they're going to do. That's a massive jump in your household budget. That's a massive jump. Um, what we are doing here, and um, this applies for absolutely anybody, not just our clients here at Mulcahy's, is that we offer free rate reviews. So if you are coming off a fixed rate and you want us to go into bat for you to shop at your current lender, you just need to give us a call or drop me an email um, and we can go back to the bank on your behalf and negotiate a better rate for you. It's a free service. Cool, so if you're coming off a fixed rate, you'll look after them and see if you can get them a better rate so they don't have a, well, two to three shock. times <laughs> shock. So you might be able yeah. to do that. So probably worthwhile looking at it well Absolutely. before the, yep. the end of the fixed term. Yeah. Um, and, and how long does something like that take? Like say a, a review or even um, a refinance? So we don't need any other information apart from we shoot you an email, get you to sign a privacy form. Um, if you, you can flick us back um, your home loan uh, statement and your details. Um, so all we need is your phone number, email address, full name. Um, we flick it off to the bank on your behalf. So we're probably doing about 40, 50 of these a week. Yeah. Um, not just here in Mildura, because I've got clients all around Australia. Um, we're also, with, if you're on a variable rate, we can do it as well. So I, quite often in our meetings, people say to me, what should we look for um, on, our, on our home loan statement? My personal belief, if your home loan doesn't start with a six, you're getting ripped off. You need to talk to us so that we can approach the bank on your behalf. And as we've seen in the last few years, as values have gone up, people's home loans are coming down. Hmm. So what they call the loan to value ratio um, might've reduced to a point where you're getting charged interest unnecessarily. So if once upon a time you were sitting on an 85 or 90% LVR two, three years ago, you quite possibly could be sitting at under 80%, but you're still paying your home loan on above 80% interest rates. So that's where we come into it and are able to do that for you. Amazing. Yeah. Talk to a vet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, obviously that's, that's um, for, for a lot of people, probably um, out of, out of Mordura, there's, it's probably going to be hurting a lot more with the, with the loan values of closer to the million yeah. or over. Uh, I will always say locally, it's, we've been fortunate to an extent that our values are, are reasonable. While they've definitely increased a lot over the last couple of years, uh, the loan values, of course, if, yeah. um, hopefully that nobody's heard and then and hopefully it's manageable. Yeah. Sunraysia as a whole bucks the trend always. When there's um, big changes in the market, we go back you know, 12, 13 years ago to the global financial crisis. Actually, it was a bit longer. Um, Sunraysia bucked the trend. We, um, where capital cities can peak and trough 
a lot more yeah. here. We just buck the trend. We just we just go steady and then we'll start going. Well, Joe's just that consistent. Like even I've looked at the stats over the last thirty years on yeah. property values and. There's never been a real dip. It's always been about a 3%, 5% growth yeah. per year, year on year. Yeah. Obviously, COVID is it's a complete outlier. It was almost not a percentage. It was almost like everything just went up 100,000. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like greater than your 10, 20, uh, 10 15%, mm. so which, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. But obviously, now, well. now we're yeah. back into a normal normal sort of sunraiser behavior. Mm. So... Moving forward to what could a, somebody that's looking at buying, whether it be a home or an investment, like there's a few people that I'm finding that are going to open for homes, they're starting, they're thinking they, they, they understand their property value and they think, oh yeah, we'll be right for finance. Like, but there's a lot of people that are looking and they don't know what they could actually no. get financially or, or, or buy, their buying capacity. What is the quick 20, 30 second, yep. how can somebody Spiel. get ready to have yep. a look at, yeah. how can they be ready to buy? Yep. Um, I often refer to people who haven't got their pre-approvals in place as tire kickers. Um, you need to know what's going on. I and refer there's... to them as lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> tire kickers, lovely people. Um, but it's really easy. It takes literally about 10 minutes to talk to us about it. But um, number one, deposit. 5% um, deposit um, is all you need to buy an owner-occupied home. Um, it must be genuinely safe. That's where we come into it with our expertise and show you how, what that genuine savings means from a bank point of view. Number two is your ability to repay that loan plus any existing finance. And that can sometimes be a bit of a juggle where we might have to look at consolidating someone's um, loans to, in order to improve their affordability of the loan. Mm -hmm. um, and number three is your credit score. Credit score, credit score, credit score. I cannot say enough about credit scores. You need to look at your credit score. Get on we to, did find it. I wouldn't even have a clue. Oh, <laughs> just Google, honestly, Google Equifax um, and ask for your free credit score. If you are in the red, we've um, got people that we refer our clients to who can get their credit score back in the orange and the green. You because, mentioned to me yeah. a few weeks ago when we spoke on the phone about Afterpay and how that affects it. Yeah, so Afterpay is actually treated like um, a credit card. So... If you've got a $3,000 afterpay limit, well then you're paying effectively for a $3,000 credit card in the eyes of all the lenders. Okay. Um, even though you may not use it, still there, exactly like credit cards. So if you can do without afterpay, do without it. I understand they're very convenient, um, but they really are not. So we're not buying, um, what's it called, DoorDash or Uber Eats with Afterpay? Uh, yeah, no. No? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Um, DoorDash um, and Uber Eats is convenient. We get it. Um, but the banks will look at your spending habits too over the last six months and work out whether or not you sit within the household expenditure measure that's set or whether you're above it. So what we're saying is if you want to buy the avocado and toast, us millennials, buy it outright. Don't buy it in four installments. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yep. Yeah, I like my avocado and toast too. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. All right. So that, um, that's obviously, you mentioned the 5% deposit. Yeah. What does that look like for somebody that's buying a second home, upgrading, downsizing, that's got equity in their place? Uh, so if you've got 5% equity in your home, um, you can move it to your next property, very basically. Um, traditionally, most people have got minimum 10 to 20% equity in their home. So 
we can arrange what's called an access loan to that equity for you to put a deposit down on your new home. Um, and then the bank will come along with the rest of the money if you're selling that home, um, or you can use that as your equity as well and retain that as an investment property, up to you. Amazing, so you don't have to, always have to sell. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Perfect, all right, and this is coming down uh, on my thought process on what's the market doing at the moment because property pro uh, properties are, days on market is blowing out a lot. Where during COVID, we hit an all-time low of about 11 or 12 days yeah. on market. Now we're sitting about the 23, 24 days. It historically before COVID was a 28 and it was like a, like a cliff down to 10 days and now it's just creeping back up. Managing days on market, properties might go to auction, um, as a benefit to to the owner and also sometimes to the seller so that, that they can make an informed decision and get market value. Yep. Where does somebody or where, how could somebody get pre-approved or what are things that they could look for if they were to say look at auction because it's yeah. one of those mysteries that people are a bit unsure about locally. It's yeah. Everywhere else, yep. Melbourne, Sydney, auctions are the go-to Yeah. but not in Southern Asia. No, so don't be scared of auctions. Seriously, don't be scared of auctions. Um, you have your pre-approval in place. Your, what you're going to buy that property for at auction is going to be within your budget. Your home loan, um, when, when banks assess home loans, they don't assess your home loan on what the rates are now. They add a buffer. So um, you are well within your budget when we give you a pre-approval. The valuation of a property is interesting because it is set on the market value. So when a property goes to auction and there's two or three or four or five bidders, that's the market telling you what the valuation is. So don't be scared to buy at auction with just a pre-approval. So really because of, because of pre-approval or, pre -approval or to get the um, unconditional approval, it's Correct. based on the valuation. Yes. And the valuation is based off market approval. So selling at auction is market value. That's right. Yep, it is at market value. Yep, don't be scared of them. Cool. Absolutely. And um, this cool thing, and I might have to make another video about this, but realestate.com has got a bidder's guide underneath where you can put in your deposit, you can put it, um, a approximate interest rate, what you're thinking, and uh, like a vet can uh, give you what you're looking at, and then it'll give you a full on ledger of up to about 100, 200,000 difference yep. at say 5.5% and 8.3%. That's the, one, the figures that I was working at and what those repayments and everything would look for so there's little tools that we uh, tools that we can give you as well that make it easy even but even on if you are just um, bidding or making offers on, on a private sale or, or an online auction like open negotiation or market buy like there's all those yeah. little tools yep. so you know exactly what you yeah. what you're doing um, and there's great we've got great tools here too as well so we can print you out a sheet which shows you exactly the same but it's like a, a graph that has if you go to this amount. And the, re and the interest rate says this will be what your repayment is and we can adapt those for each client as well. Amazing, yeah. amazing. So what you're saying is you're a fan of auctions. Uh, <laughs> I have bought at three auctions. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, nerve-wracking, nerve yeah, but exciting too. Yeah. So nerve-wracking during bidding and then exciting when you buy. Yeah, but I don't know whether you've picked up, but I'm quite a competitive person. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no. so this is where that is now has to be on a professional sense, be very calm, is mm. when you're buying at auction, right. don't get the emotions involved no. and it's not a competition, it's, a, it's your budget. Exactly. But anyway, we can work that all out. A vet will yeah. look after you at that stage, yeah. even though she wants yeah. you to win. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so obviously, there's still some hesitations, reservations at the local market. What are some maybe things people need to 
consider even beforehand with say bidding at auction or something like what maybe pitfalls or something like that um i wouldn't say pitfall but i've always said to my clients particularly first-time buyers test drive the house you wouldn't buy a car without test driving it so test drive the house you can't stay overnight no you can't <laughs> but um go in make sure everything's okay take a builder friend um so that you don't get anything any surprises but i mean that's part of what consumer victoria advise anyway building and pest yeah yep. pretty standard have your deposit organized up front obviously because you need to put a deposit down on the day whether that be, um, and talk to your agent. So talk to you about in what form the deposit has to be. So it could be a deposit bond, uh, but then that has to be written into the contract on the day. Um, it could be, it wouldn't be a cash deposit. You wouldn't take a cash deposit away. It's happened, but yeah, yeah. not as often. Yeah, but you need to um, make sure that you've got the ability to transfer money through to the agent on auction day or shortly thereafter. The simplest thing is like we're pretty, flexible and that like yeah bank transfer good. is always the easiest but uh, we've had clients obviously because auctions usually are happening on a friday saturday or sunday yeah. sometimes you need to go to the bank because it exceeds your limit yeah. if you have something prepared and and have something worked out before auction right. like we've had ones where it was on a saturday they put because their limit was say ten thousand. they put five down on the day and then the balance on the monday yeah. like it's it's there's and you can do that it's just yeah. talking to us yeah and even before auction you can work out little things and make sure that that's agreeable for the mm. owner use our brains <laughs> like, <laughs> like the things i ask the thing one of the things i've started saying in all open inspections is just ask some questions like mm. that's what i'm here for i've got yep. I, i've I, if I don't know the answer either it's very easy for me to find out because it's what i do on a daily basis yeah. and i started clients Ask as many questions as you want because I want you to be informed. I want me. I want to be able to teach you what this process is, so that when you go back again to buy another house or look at an investment property, you're a bit more prepared each time. So yeah, be informed. Build that portfolio. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So I, th I think that's come pretty much everything. Yeah. Sort that's of because I think um, from there we've covered what people need to do, what the predictions are. Uh, any other tips or that any other like sort of tips that people aren't aware of that you can say even when looking at the finance side of things or obviously from your side of the property lending journey? Um, an interesting one just recently that's come out is that um, the bank of mum and dad. It's such a catchphrase, yeah. but it is so it actually isn't such. A bad thing. People mm. are sometimes like the bank mum and dad, depending on what generation you are. But in this day and age, where things are a lot um, more expensive, quite often your rent can be the similar amount as a home loan repayment at the moment with interest rates where they are at. So if your mum and dad or, or um, a family member can assist you in buying a house, um, I can sit down with all of them and just tell them how it would work. Um, and then that's just that's just an option people don't often think of. The other thing is first home buyers. So the all the grants have changed. They changed as of the first of July. So you've now got your first home buyers grant. You've got your regional home guarantee. You've got your family home guarantee. You've still got your um, stamp duty waivers in Victoria, New South Wales, um, for first home buyers. Um, all up, if you're looking at a house of about three fifty, you're you're saving you know, upwards of $25,000 as a first home buyer. So I think 
that don't be scared if you're a first-time buyer to come in and see us or talk to you um, so that you, you can have a plan. You may not have tick off the three boxes that I spoke about before, your deposit, your affordability and your credit score right now. So it might be a no, but that's a no for now. Mm. We can put a plan in place that sees you turn that no for now into a yes, six months, 12 months down the track. We've worked with a lot of first-time buyers over the last three years and um, it's such um, a joy for me to see them get in their first home. It warms my heart every time. It's an exciting part. Like we, yeah. we bought four years ago, 2019 now, and still now we, we're excited that we're in our own home, that we can yeah. do things to it. We're, we're constantly thinking, all right, what's the next step? in our yeah. house and now we've seen it grow and everything like that and we're looking, all right, we've, we've started a family in this house. Yeah. Now I've got the second one here any day and we're thinking about the next home but we wouldn't be able to do that without well, being that, going through that first home buyer exactly. um, experience. Yeah. But it, and yep. it's yeah. daunting but so exciting after. Yeah, daunting is a good word <laughs> but um, there are people out there who will help you. I'm your finance mum, is yeah. what I quite often <laughs> say to clients. Or your finance older prettier sister, depending okay, on how old okay. you are. Fair enough. That's going to go underneath. <laughs> this is hashtag finance mum. Yep. Hashtag so, finance mum. To quickly flip the conversation from me being the interviewer to you being the interviewer, yeah. is there anything you'd like to ask sort of to get more insights on what's going on in the real estate sector? Because we work so closely together, but we hardly yeah. ever get a chance to talk. No, we don't talk about real estate often, do no. we? No. No. Um, what, what are rental returns going to do? I, what's, the, what's, what's yeah. rental returns? Rent, rent, it, it, I, great, great. I, mm. I love the investment space. That's something that I spend a lot of time in myself. I've got a lot of, um, and this is also a lot of a, not a misconception that in, in, I think locally is I deal with a lot of investor buyers. I've got about seven or eight clients that literally send me any property they see Australia wide. Lucas, what do you think? I'll quickly do a bit of homework and we do the numbers and does it make sense for them? and little opinions and even on the negotiation side because I don't just work for the owner. If the owner employs me, absolutely, but the buyer can employ me as well to get them the best deal. Like I had a guy, we helped him buy a property and because I negotiated with him, I saved him 150,000 on what he was prepared to spend. Wow. So yep. like, uh, yep. like there's those little things, but talking about the investment space, what are returns doing? In Victoria, we've had not just rates increase, like interest rates and everything like that, but locally there's, there's compliance that has come out over, um, over the last couple of years because of COVID, minimum standards, and all the costs are going up constantly and rents are having to reflect that. The thing with the rental market is it's so different to the sales market is the way I see with the rental market, oh, in sales, three comparable sales, that's where you sort of work out, yeah, you can work out a rough price. With rentals, it's more about, is somebody prepared to pay that for that house? Supply and demand for sure. Within reason, and, and with the rental properties that we take on, the way I say to the owner is, if you look after your house really well, and you show that to the tenant that you're looking after the house, the tenant's gonna look after your house. So, so it's a to and fro, where if you just have a, a rundown house and go, oh, nah, I don't care about it, well, the tenant's not gonna care about it either. And, but if you look after your house, the first 10 days, why not reach and see if we can cut you covering those costs with interest rate rises up as well. Your mortgage repayments are higher. So if we get you an extra $10, $20 a week, that's an extra $5,000 a year. That can cover the extra interest or whatnot. So that's what we're definitely doing with all our rental properties 
is we're starting higher and because there is a rental demand, people will either look at it or they won't. Because the renters, they need something now. So if we're not getting something, uh, getting a reasonable applicant within 10 days, but we know it's too high and we want to we want to get somebody in, we want to make it reasonable for both parties and a tenant won't apply if they can't afford it or they won't see value in the property. So, so again, it's that combination of, of finding the balance. But ultimately, in the investment space, we need to see if we can get that better return from the day dot because costs yep. have gone up. And, and with vacancy rates under 1% or Mildura. It's like, crazy. It is crazy, yeah. Does that um, answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I wouldn't be... Other yep. questions. Land. Ooh, we've had a big... It's yeah. that's such an interesting one because a lot of friends that I'm talking to, we've all built our first homes. Yeah. And there's a, a couple of sort of built that bought their second homes now and their second homes are either established and they're sort of renovating. However, I've got a lot of friends now. I was speaking to a friend of mine over the weekend. He's now looking at building his third home. So he's done his first one, he's upgraded, the family started, first one, he didn't have a partner, now he's got a wife and a kid. And now they're like, all right, we now want the space, that little, that further upgrade and sort of the forever home. So there's still definitely people looking at land, but I say land in a general sense has gotten a lot slower. And from my perspective, it's harder to say whether the media perception Oh, what the media's been portraying is that builders are going bust. Obviously, building costs have gone up and land prices have gone up. And with developers paying ginormous um, premiums on undeveloped land, they're going to have to, again, pass it on to, yeah. on to the next stage. Yeah. The land prices are sort of stalling and there's not as hot commodity as it was. Obviously, as well, the government previously gave out the 25000 if you just built a home, which is yeah. great, which was a massive boom and people just jumped on it. Now there's no incentive. Even first home buyers, when I bought, there was a first home buyer grant for twenty thousand that was given to anybody building a brand new house, which That's is now right. reduced. Yep. So it's that, and there is obviously talks that incentives are coming. Land's moving, similar to the property market, at a slower pace because everything's just moving a lot slower in that capacity. But I still think there's unbelievable value that you can build and create with a house and land package. Yep. Because at the end of it, more often than not, depending on what you do, it's very hard to overcapitalize on a house and land package. And you're getting exactly what you want. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's the big thing, obviously. And then you landscape the way. Obviously, there's all those things that, that happen in time. You can do it all straight away, depending on funds. But ultimately, most of the time, people spend time indoors or in the out, into outdoor yep. areas. Yeah. No, that's good. And that's another thing you can do. You can borrow to do your landscaping and you can borrow to put a pool in, you can borrow to put a shed up. You can, if it's not part of the building contract, that's okay. You can borrow after the home's built. Yeah, because yeah. you'll have equity there because you've yeah. done such a good job. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it is interesting times. Yeah, so that's, that's land is a big question mark. It's moving, not as quick as we'd like it, mm. but that's just is what it is. Yeah, is what it is. Cool. Any other real estate questions? No. Cool, easy. Done. I think we've covered a lot. Yeah, we have covered a lot. Corey, make this all into a two-minute video. Yeah, that's right. Have fun with that. It won't make sense. No, no just all, like he just felt recorded a time lapse. That's all. Oh, <laughs> cool. I have a question. Yeah. You talk about the cliff, the yep. mortgage cliff. Why is it all happening at the same time? Like, if 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 I had fixed my home loan. Like, why is it all happening in September or whatever? Have you heard of that Reserve Bank governor? Mm. 
he predicted that rates would not rise. He said out, out loud that the economy would not, you know, so come back on track yeah, until the end of 2023 and 2024 is when he predicted rates would start rising. So um, mortgage brokers, banks, um, clients were saying, okay, well, we will lock away until mid-2023 or the end of 2023, thinking that rates would still be 2%, 3%, um, and then they would lock away for a fixed term here um, in order to miss the rate rises. However, that's not what happened. Okay. Rates started to go up <laughs> as of like September last year. Yeah. yeah. No, I just couldn't get my head around why it would all yeah. be at that same time. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, yeah. Literally in this year, in 2023, 800,000 people Australia-wide are coming off fixed rates. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to so get rate shock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could tune out. <laughs> yeah, don't trust the predictions. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> that's no. all they are. It's the crystal ball. It's yeah. That's, and they that's... are. Like, we all wish we had a crystal ball and could I would be a multi-billionaire rates. by now because mm. I would have won every single test lotto. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and I missed the boat with mine, um, with my loan. Yeah, I, I kind of missed the boat. Then, yeah. then comes out the classic real estate lines. The best time to buy was yesterday, and the next yeah, best time right. is today. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would have done the same. I would have locked in until twenty twenty three because I listened to um, Reserve Bank Governor and um, economists. But economists were kind and of they're, they're in a position of trust. Really, that's the thing. They're they're, 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 they're giving you the advice. It's, yeah. It's... Thanks, Yvette and Lucas. What a great conversation that was. Um, really. Topical at the moment with the cost of living crisis happening in Australia. So uh, well done to uh, the two guys chatting on the How's the Market podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us today, guys, on the FS360 podcast. Uh, your host here talking is Gavin Nash, and we will see you next time. Cheers. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, Give us a call.